The year is 1989. I'm Dave. I'm Zach. And this is my marvelous year. Variant cover. Hello. Oh, I got I got it this time. The whole, whole reason we paused is because I had one ready. And you, no, I'm walking over you because I... Zach, would you like to take the introduction from I already here, said I was taking the please. introduction. That's the whole no, reason. No, I will hand it to you. you I, I permit you that. Oh, no problem. All right. This is all getting cut out. I'm starting over. Pretend that didn't happen. Do you, now, those of you who are here live can see how I get silenced on a regular basis. Right, you can see it for yourselves. Mm-hmm. All the times that I have, and and this, I'm not saying this was an example of me at my peak, but frequently I'm at my peak, and Zach clips it out. We discuss, clips it out of the show. Mm, we discussed before make yourself who, was, who was taking the intro, and I said it was me, and then you just just ignore me. All right, That's hello, fine. welcome I mind, to. I don't mind you taking the intro. I've done a lot of them recently. That I have no problem with that. I'm just explaining what happens on a regular basis. Please, it is, it is true. Hello, and welcome to Comic Book Barrels Creator. I'm abusing founder and editor in chief of comic book Harold Dot <laughs> Harold Com. You're listening to an interview I'm very excited about with Dave Ambler yeah. Ambler Grader. <laughs> uh huh. Yep. The Ambler Grader. The one. Oh, that's amazing. Uh, so th- yeah. This is so a very that was, inside. That, that was a. Joke. Yep. It, well, it's a good one though because that is the transcription service that our podcast host offers for free. And I shared out uh, how they had translated a recent Creanitators interview. I did with uh, David M. Burr, the creator of Canto. And yeah, it called my site Comic Book Barrels, which is actually pretty funny. That's pretty good. Um, yeah, Comic Book did. Barrels. I, I and, like. Uh, and I'm abusing founder and editor. <laughs> yeah, which I mean, it's like. That is, that is true for me. I do abuse the founder and editor of ComicBookHerald.com. Right, right. You don't you don't realize how bad a thing it is to have the one pun that goes with your last name be abusing until you see it written out in text say, and calling you the abusive founder and editor-in-chief of your own site. Uh, pretty poor transcription service. If anyone has recommendations for a good uh, podcast transcription service, I am open to ideas. I would love to hear from you at mymarvelthisyear.gmail.com. Uh, you could share it at patreon.com slash mymarvelthisyear. I don't know, just like first couple things come to my mind, places where I like to hang out and talk to people. <laughs> I, um, I think it's Apple Podcasts, the My Marvelous Year page on Apple Podcasts. Oh, in a, a five-star review, yeah, please. Yes, yes, leave yeah. your transcription. Okay, this is one of our most in five-star in, review. inscrutable openings. This is My Marvelous Year, the comic book reading club where we go through the best and most important stories from Marvel's origin to today i'm zach the comic book journeyman that's dave the comic book master i don't remember what your expert what do we usually yeah. call you yeah master master uh, this is a you very cover one? so we're just kind of shooting the breeze about the end of 1989 last officially the last episode of the 80s 1989 before we crack into the 90s got some Finally. questions here got some march madness bracket talk to do um 
But before yes, that, a lot of March Madness I want to talk to. Do. I do want to read out. I have an iTunes review from Minzy Borgoves. Minzy, uh, thank you. Mimsy, yeah, thank you. Wonderful Marvel history. This is excellent. As someone who's never read more than one or two old Spider-Man comics, this has been wonderful to read through the history of Marvel. Your context and analysis. Thank you for all the effort and entertainment. Thank you, Mimsy, for the very nice review. Thank you very much. Uh, if you have enjoyed the show, you can go to iTunes and leave us a rating and review. It helps us out a great deal. The other way to support the show is, one, tell a friend. Two, keep listening. Three, check out patreon.com slash this year for ways to support and get cool benefits like access, early access to things. Um, you can participate in the Slack, the exclusive My Marvelous Year Slack community. Listen, I don't like to cast aspersions upon others in the comics community, right? There's a lot of people out there working hard, doing their thing, trying to get by... But it's it's the best comics community that you'll find uh, anywhere online. I've looked, I've checked. My Marvel Sheer Slack is the best one. Okay, so if you want in, that's how you do it. All right, all right. Yeah, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. Yeah, yeah I run. Yeah. I run all the right. place. It's a great place. I don't know. That was kind of a that was kind of a lukewarm agreement. I'm I feel sorry. like maybe there's some secrets that now now I'm actually doubting what. No, I, said. I like I like the Slack. It's my I made this joke earlier. Oh no, it's this getting week, worse. But it's, Everything uh, you say, it's getting worse. Th- it's my third favorite Slack that I moderate. So the good. first one being, of course, between um, it, it's the Discord I set up that is just you and me. Yeah. Right. That the first. <laughs> I don't know what that was for. Yeah. And then uh, my yeah, the other one is uh, Comic Book Barrels Slack, which uh, I, I just like. It's very uh, CBB. It's very, yeah, it's very quiet in there. No one else to uh, to bother me. I just right. post my uh, right. my unhinged rants in there, and I don't get a lot of uh, pushback like I do in my Slack, where I post a lot mm-hmm. of unhinged rants. I really use um, our Slack as my Twitter feed because I know I won't be yelled into a corn cob there like I would be if I posted my thoughts on Twitter because everyone's too yeah. nice and uh, scared of my admin powers. Um, so I appreciate that, everybody. Speaking of Twitter, I put the best joke on Twitter today. <laughs> I look forward to seeing this. I look forward to seeing you post the exact same thing in three weeks, trying to get a better reaction. It's not going to. It's just it's a really inside joke about Wandavision and like a, a relatively obscure movie. <laughs> that was really good. If you know both those things, it's very good. Um, if you get both your references yeah. and are in the exact same like headspace as you, it's an awesome joke. Yeah, like a late '90s Bjork movie and Wandavision. If you watch these two things. That joke is going to hit right. so hard. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right, well, all right. So follow at my marvelous here on Twitter yeah, to make Zach feel better. Um, but right. in the meantime, let's get to some listener questions. Please, please. Uh, actually, before we do that, we got to talk March Madness. Okay. Mm, so we're recording yeah. this variant cover first week of March. Zach has graciously set up with some help of the My Marvelous Year mm-hmm. yeah, ra- um, uh, slackers to set up this March Madness tournament. Now, I-, I have to throw out some caveats here that if you have any familiarity with how March Madness works... Um, I'm glad you I'm glad you brought this up. Cast it aside. No, no, no. Cast I'm glad aside. you brought this okay. up because I, I had... A, I, yeah. Last year, we did our first March Madness and it was just like best character, your favorite character, whatever. Like the the, the criteria is a little nebulous whether... We, we weren't doing like would they win in a fight, but it was like are they... The, the coolest character, the you know, the best, best character, your favorite, sure. whatever, whatever that means. Yeah. Um, and I, I got a little pushback, I got a little flack for like not seeding it properly, right? And people were, and I was like, well, it's not sports, you know, like bottom seed isn't gonna beat top seed. It just makes it predictable if you seed it the same way that you do a sports team. And, you know, no one looked at my unassailable logic, took that. So th- this year, I decided to to do, to take some of that feedback into account and uh, and put a little bit more method behind the madness the march uh-huh. madness okay so uh-huh. this year's is c and d tier characters heroes and villains right people like 
Master Pandemonium, uh, Big Wheel, Devil Dinosaur, Taste Pot Pete, stuff like that. We had Razorback going up against um, uh, Unicorn today, right? Yeah, so, yes, right. And thank you very much to Justin in the Slack. He compiled this enormous list that really helped me like give, give the core to this. I used probably like half of what he wrote and then filled it in with a few more of my own, but that really, really helped. Okay, so Thanks, I took Jeff. these. I had a, a very careful method of seeding 1 through 32, figuring out like where all these are going to go. Okay, but what the, was your but, method? Can you can you tell us a little bit about your Well, process? I just I just okay, ordered them 1 to 32 according to like I, I had a lot of factors. I had like a, a 100 point rating system broken into <clears throat> 10 different categories, meticulously planned out. Put all 32 into this, worked out like very methodically what they are, put them into the bracket. Mm-hmm. Hit the random button and then posted the bracket online. Um, you monster. Yeah. You monster. Lit- literally, what I did is I wrote one through 32, hit random and go, baby, because it doesn't yeah. matter. You insane nerds. Like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> God. How am I? Sp- I, I will say, out of this Here's list, the thing th- with there's C and D tier characters. The, f- the first time around, there's a you few. had a point to a degree, which was yeah, I, if I, you I... put Spider Man as a one seed, he's just going to. Like, like when you're kind of factoring in favorites of stuff, that exactly. kind of works. It's, it's, it's when you're not doing like C and D tier, though, we can actually say who do we think has more presence, who has more well, appearances. Okay, there's, well, th- there's that would mean criteria <laughs> that could seed them. Oh, see, no, I, I, I disagree. I think like you could seed the first one, and it would make for a boring bracket. This one, like, there's a few, like Hercules. Okay, Hercules. We Hercules actually you had as higher. the one seed. I think actually is the one seed of this tournament. Probably. A random ge- uh, then, number generator actually got that right. And then probably like Clea is like up top. And then there's a few. I that don't are think like, Clea is as high as, as you. No, seem she, to think she's Clea probably is. like you mid know, middle I, of the, middle of the high pack. middle. But the rest, like honestly, it's kind of a big mishmash. And like trying to seed this would be insane. <laughs> genuinely so i don't know what anyone wants from me like there's no there's no seeing this except like well these two or three are great and the rest are about the same so listen also like, you set it up it only lives because you took the time to do it so yeah, thank you for doing you. that you well, can you find it much. on patreon.com slash my marvelous year again my only caveat would be zach's a madman thank you <laughs> he doesn't understand march madness <laughs> one bit yeah. Let's get to the questions. Please. So we have something else to talk about this variant cover. Yeah? All right, what yeah. do we got today? Um, here, I got one from Dan. Hi, Dave and Zach. Who was the villain of the 80s? Magneto created a bunch of cool bases, develops a conscience, finds a family, becomes a principal for the new mutants, then burns it all down at the end of the decade. Doom, switch bodies yeah. a couple times, gains and loses the Beyonder's powers. Always making his presence felt, even while in exile and battling his clone, sitting on the throne in Latveria. Galactus eats the Skrull's homeworld, gets away with it at the Universal Court, recruits a sexy Harold Nova, who it is implied that he may be in love with. Actually, I actually think it's implied that Nova's in love with him, because it's a John Byrne thing. Would you would you have described Nova as sexy? If you like I, I would not burned. have. I, I just know. want to be clear. I mean, she's not not I'm sexy. not I'm not like Nova shaming anyone. Like no. go for go for what you like. I just personally like I just no. don't think of that character that way. And generally establishes himself as a cosmic force necessary for the survival of the universe. Anyone else deserve to be in the conversation? I have a couple answers. But, yeah, uh, I, I have a couple as well. Why don't you go first? I think Kingpin. Kingpin jumps up Kingpin. immediately. Got to be on that list. I mean, he's gotta all, be on the list. all over Daredevil and then like around um, Spider-Man enough. And then he's like, he's around Acts of Vengeance. Like his a few appearances mm-hmm. in Acts. Oh, that's 1990. But whatever. Anyway, no, King, Kingpin's around Kingpin a lot. had a huge yeah. 80s. I mean, yeah. Kingpin had as much of a glow up as Daredevil, right? Yeah. I mean, he's yeah. so essential to the Frank Both Miller run and then kind of everything thereafter. The Nis- 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 really uh, did plus good the, work plus the characters changing. Yeah. 
so much too, right? Like he's as Daredevil is entering the grim and gritty of the 80s that is so successful, Kingpin is also transforming to that from his amazing Spider-Man Silver Age goofiness, right? Yep. So like, yeah, Kingpin has a huge 80s. Now calling, you can't call him the villain of the decade necessarily with as much confidence because he doesn't extend I, a villain past that actually has their Daredevil hands around really? the Marvel universe is is trickier. It's right. It, I mean, it's the Kingpin doesn't doom. quite get there. It's Doom, really, if you're talking about the Marvel universe. I think. I think Dan already said it. Kind of, kind of always, you know. But I wouldn't say Doom. Doom had a good '80s, not a great '80s. Uh, it was. It was salvaged at the end for sure. Like I guess when you factor in the graphic novel scene, you have Emperor Doom, you have uh, Triumph and Torment. Mm-hmm, yeah. That's pr- no no I mean, other Marvel villain. Secret has Wars. As Secret much Wars is the beginning of him being name. so fun. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. No, no other Marvel villain I think comes close. That's that's a good point. It has to be. It does. I was actually as as the Doctor Doom defender on the show. I was trying to think of a way to. Uh, to have this not go to doom, but the eighties have to go. I yeah, mean, it's kind of, so. it is a decade that cements cause, cause silver age 70 or bronze age seventies doom. I think that was a version of the character where you were like, what are you talking about? Like, what are you talking about with this villain being had, so amazing? He had some, he had um, some fun moments, but like, yeah, overall I was not yeah. like sold on him till about secret wars. That was, that was really the big, like turning secret point wars is, is an amazing Dr. Doom story. Um, yeah. I, you know, ironically, like, and I won't spoil anything in saying this, like Dr. Doom will not own the nineties. Like, Doctor Doom does not own the next decade. So I, I just want to be clear yeah, that I'm not just giving him decade after decade, okay? Yeah. Uh, another one that was not mentioned, um, Mr. Sinister. Hmm, owns a shocking sure. amount of the 80s when you retroactively apply yeah, I guess. what that, we learned to, in to Inferno. To me, that doesn't really... To it's, it's a cheat, right? It's a cheat. But he does actually... He comes in hot. He comes in super strong in X-Men and Inferno and then actually had impacted the decade uh, pretty strongly, right? We have a follow-up question here in the chat real quick. When is the next decade when Doom owns? Uh, It's going to be... I don't actually know if it's the 2000s. It's definitely the 2010s. Um, There's going to be a little bleed from late 2000s into 2010s, but for sure 2010s. Interesting. Um, uh, Bullseye emerges pretty strong. I mean, he's not like a big bad, but as far as a villain who emerges and leaves a strong impression on me... Bullseye uh, has a very strong 80s. Um, actually, just Daredevil. Did we mention general. Magneto? Yeah, did we, Mag- did we mention Dan, Magneto? Right Dan mentioned Magneto. Yep, that's one of the ones. I, I would say that's the one I probably agree with the most. Um, Magneto has a really Magneto probably has the most interesting 80s mm-hmm. of any of these characters. Like goes through the most change, the most significant, the most significant stuff that you can reference for his character. You know, like Magneto goes through an entire actual character development and arc throughout the 1980s that, you know, kind of gets reset in a way. But, like, if you think about just where he is at the start of the decade, where he is by the end of it, and what we know about him and the nuance that is brought to the character, I don't know that any villain gets better over the course of the decade quite like Magneto does. Yeah, yeah, I, uh, it's hard, hard to disagree with. He's He's got, like, such a great arc in the 80s. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think really, like, it really starts to define him as the, like, complicated character that he is. Right. Um, yeah, right. I think, I think that, I mean, Typhoid Mary was strong. Venom is strong, but I don't know if, I don't know if Venom would stand out yeah, as strongly. Venom, Venom's if I, too late in the decade. And, and I don't really know if he would a, a stand on it. out as strongly if I didn't know, right? I, I think he's good. Like he, he makes an impression, um, as he comes out, but it's not quite as big enough to be like, wow, this guy, it's not Thanos, you know, when Thanos shows up. 
Okay. Uh, yeah, this is this is something here. we Wanda- didn't do with the club the first time around. But if we retroactively had done previous decades, you know, maybe we talked about something similar too. Um, mm-hmm. It is kind of fun to think about like what villain owns the decade. That's definitely something you can find on mymarvelousyear.com if you check it out there. We we definitely ranked like like the top three of kind of every yeah, possible yeah, yeah. category as, with the reading club the first time. So check it out if you're interested. Those are fun. Um, Kyle, a.k.a. the Tar Hellion, asks, WandaVision inspired question. If you took classic Marvel characters as portrayed in the 80s or otherwise and dropped them into classic sitcoms, what would be the best fit? I can see Hercules as Tony Danza's character on Who's the Boss or Star Fox as Barney Stinson from How I Met Your Mother because they're both sex pests. That's the implication. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, I, got, yeah. I got one. Uh, Rick Jones as uh, like Jerry, Gary, Larry... Barry, I don't know if they call him that, on Parks and Rec. <laughs> Just the character who, yeah. uh, who exists to be abused on there. For, for your, for my like, benefit. if you were, if you were Leslie Nope, I feel like that would fit for you, right? Because yeah. otherwise Rick Jones isn't much, like, like, Rick Jones doesn't return to his incredible perfect family well yeah because it would have to have the modification of like no he really is just that much of a sad sack and this is actual bullying uh and he has no you know yeah there's, there's no silver lining yeah this man's right life. you as in your continued endeavor to endorse actual bullying it's a very it's a very hot stance that yes. you've taken towards rick jones um right your your least favorite character of all time uh i think um you could do Stiltman in the Doctor Manhattan role in the sitcom Watchmen on HBO. I think would be kind of fun. Go on. Um, did you, Did you watch that sitcom? <laughs> I did. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's so no, funny! It's so funny. Right. No, there's good yeah. gags, like good setup, good premise. Uh, I really like the three camera work. Um, but I think Stiltman in kind of a godlike role it fits his character. Um, this is an interesting question. I mean, definitely, like we're taking from the '80s specifically, though. Was the Was the goal? No, um, I mean, if you want. Yeah, I mean, I here's the thing with WandaVision. Is there? I have fun. Are you are you caught up currently? Yeah, we're not yep. spoiling anything, but are you yeah. caught up like through yeah, the? Yeah. Okay, so we're recording this the day before the final episode. Um, I would say like I've had fun with with relative familiarity with all of the sitcom touch points to mm-hmm. date. Yeah, I wouldn't say I'm a major sitcom watcher or viewer necessarily. Like mm-hmm. I've I've actually been thinking about like oh if they did the 2010s, which I'm not sure at this point if they're actually going to do. But like, just kind of debating, like, what sitcom would you even do? They did. Like, they did. what last, sitcom owned the decade? Week. Oh, oh, the 2010s. Oh, you know what? Um, yeah, yeah. You know what's weird? I couldn't think well, of because Modern Family. Modern Family extends essentially. Right? Yeah, because like, I was like, also... what? What kind of sitcom is the 2010s? I can't think of one. I can't think of one that really like is the, the only one that the thing. For the, the, the only one that I thought of was like Always Sunny. But that that kinda. started in like 2006, 2007, something like that. But it, they're, but they're it on, runs like, throughout the decade, at least. Yeah, 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 I guess. But that that's not that different than, you know, in any kind of, like, multicam sitcom, right? It's just a little bit more... Maybe Community? Goosey-goosey. Maybe I Community, I think, is probably the... I guess, but It what, starts towards the tail end of the 2000s and then runs yeah. through most of the 2000s. Yeah, but it's, it doesn't uh, have a distinct style, really, you know? I mean, aside from... Unless you've filmed it with all of them sitting at a table, a square table, like, what is what is the style of Community? Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, anyway, there's, like, anyway. animated stuff. But yeah, no, that's that's kind of a different thing that I think is oh interesting. God. What, but what if my point tomorrow's episode being like, is just actually, Rick and Morty, <laughs> and the entire thing is just like right? This, yeah, okay. That would that would be some craziness that I would actually be here for. Um, but what I was gonna say is like, I the sitcoms I grew up with were like, I don't know, like Seinfeld essentially, and it's sure. like, all right, yeah. what eighties char- what eighties Marvel characters would be good on Seinfeld? I could see to- I could see eighties Tony Stark with the Jerry curl, uh, as as Seinfeld himself. You know, like that character is not actually funny, but like you could do 
a Seinfeldian thing of Stark Industries that maybe works. Uh, it's tricky. I haven't watched enough Seinfeld to like join you here. It's like one of my great shames that I have not spent that much time watching Seinfeld. I've, Seinfeld's definitely one of those shows that I would always, in my head, I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll do a full rewatch kind of thing. You know, like the person who's like, I'm going to read every Marvel comic. In my head, I'm like kind of perpetually like, yeah, I would watch every Seinfeld uh, episode, but then I never start that journey and probably will not. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah I'm seeing Brooklyn Nine-Nine in the chat here. That's that's one that uh, my wife and I talked about. Big Bang Theory actually is probably... Big Bang Theory is nothing, though. Be the best Big Bang Theory pick. is the same as any other, like, cheesy, barely... St- There's no style to Big Bang Theory. It's literally just, like, camera pointing at people. Well, it's they, a setting... They don't it's even a make setting, and it's a style of... <clears throat> I mean, the thing about WandaVision, it's been hitting you know? different styles in, like... Each one is a very distinct style. It's not just like the the joke format because they are hitting the joke format as well. But like that would just feel like any that's probably other... my favorite thing about it. Yeah, very very the, the stylistic aspects. Yeah. Do you think um do you think it's working? We don't have to talk it in detail because I know you don't want to do fun predictions or anything. But uh, do you do you think it's working? Like, are you? Enjoying oh yeah. So oh yeah yeah. I don't really have any complaints about it. Um, I think it's very solid. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, are, you, work... are you super into it? You love it. Uh, it's it's up there. For, I mean. For the MCU, I love it. You know, like for television, for like great TV, it's like so. So you're solidly a, you're a middle for the MCU guy. Yeah, that's who you are. Yeah. Oh boy. Oh yeah. Oh for boy. Sure. We got our we got ourselves a snob. <laughs> Sorry. Here, I mean, it's, it is what it is. Got ourselves a critic. It's, yeah, yeah. It's not like uh, I mean, it's not Mad Men or Rectify or you know whatever. It's not Mad Men because this whole time. This whole time, you I kept thinking Vision was wearing those fun hats because he was Don Draper. Um, no, it's it's not, I, and I no, don't. It's, it's I good, don't though. think it needs to be. I, uh, I, I no, don't I don't think it, it needs to be, to be either. Yeah. I think it, it's perfectly. It, it, I think it's very much nailing what it sets out to do, and I'm like, I'm very, I'm excited to watch it each week, and I'm very. You like, know what I love the most about it at this point huh? is how hard it is taking the prediction and theory culture mm-hmm. and just saying just a big finger dikembe mutombo finger wag saying uh no actually we're gonna tell an mcu story and uh it's well, gonna be about the characters have. that the show's about they always have mostly seen people be being them. like the, the mcu does a mystery box show and it's like not really like i think no, i know not really at i'll all. have to double check i want to listen to it again but we did our prediction episode after the beginning and i was like yeah my predictions uh-huh. are the same things that i predicted from the trailer <laughs> that is how it's gonna play out and they all came true and it's like basically everything that you know i thought the show was going to be from the trailers it more or less was but you know a few like i wouldn't say everything i i think some a few folks little who plot. have overstated like no because there, there's details to it there's, yeah, there's, there's details it. that change like you didn't like, you didn't call everything for you no, to but say the overarching is, like thematic story that's happening is it's about what you think it would be and it's good it's doing a good job with that right no it is and, and it's i i think the thing i like the most about it again without spoiling anything is like it's a Wanda and Vision story, and yeah. that's what it said on the tin. <laughs> yeah, let's not let's not <laughs> go into this because we're we're about to record like a we're gonna finish watching and then we'll record a whole you know twenty minutes on it. Twenty minutes? I don't mm-hmm. know if I got twenty minutes on this. Yeah. All right, what's our what's our next question? Um, I'm trying to get the thread pulled up. It's slow. Okay. Uh, everybody cheer for Zach's computer. While this you are help. finishing up the '80s, I just finished the '70s. Oh, this is Peter. Uh, one trend that was common is the the heavy hitter series from the '60s, such as. Excuse me. Fantastic Four and Amazing Spider-Man got stuck in a rut, putting up competent but often not great content. Series that were less popular, such as X-Men and Daredevil, enjoyed great success when new creators were allowed to take risks and take those properties in new great directions. 
Which of the series that rested on their laurels do you wish had gotten this transformation? Uh, kind of ask the same general question. Uh, and are there any current creators you would like to see working on it? Oh, uh, do you wish someone would take that chance today? Let's let's stick to like where we are in the the club, basically. Um, so, right, I, so we want to see creators take on what? Basically, like who do we wish would be like knocked out of their their rut for where we are now? I mean, I think you and I probably have the same exact answer: Spider Man, right? Like. I even, mean, Spider-Man, even, you could go, you could go by decade by decade, yeah, and there's kind of always a moment. Where even it's as him. much as like we like the Todd McFarlane, um, Michelini stuff, which is good. Like I'm enjoying it. Well, it's really I, just the we art. like the that, style. Yeah, I like the art without. The... See, but I feel like much like you. No, the art carries so much of it, but like much like you said for the MCU, Michelini and McFarlane right now, it's like yeah, it's pretty good for Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. Like that's exactly. where it's gotten. You know, <clears throat> like the like instead of it being the best thing in Marvel which is what it was in the 60s, mm-hmm. you know. Um, now it's just kind of like, yeah, this is a big property for them. We know it's popular. It's always competent. Um, and uh, and it's rarely special, with the exception of, obviously, like Craven's Last Hunt. That's a special book. Um, McFarlane's style, his visuals are special, but I don't, as a whole package, you know, it's not It's not like I'm like, oh, I get to read these again? Awesome. You know, it's like, it just doesn't have that level yeah. excitement <clears throat> to it. Um, so I think, like, yeah, I mean, it, I would be... I'm kind of perpetually on that horse of wanting Spider-Man could use a kick in the pants. Um, and I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I, there are versions of it that work well, but it is one of those characters where like, I, one thing I think about a lot now is like we saw in, obviously I talk about all the time, but like in 2019 house of X powers of 10, right. And that, that kind of being like an ethos of like, okay, if you could take a franchise and you could do anything with them, what would you do to make them the most exciting thing in comics? And Spider-Man's a, property and a character mm-hmm. that always has that potential just because of how big peter parker is you know um and that idea is perpetually very challenging because nobody has quite figured out what that thing right or they haven't been allowed to fully embrace what that thing is you know so um yeah i mean spider-man i'm i'm kind of always looking for that fantastic four or less so I would say. Um, well, Fantastic Four, I think it's easier affinity. to write the ship necessarily. You know, there's the, the thing, uh, I was just thinking, like, what? why is it so hard to get Spider-Man back on track? I think it's because you need to write him... The thing that, like, you can do to make Spider-Man interesting, you have to, like, explore psychology with it, right? He's not a team book. He doesn't have this big universe all to himself. He kind of has a universe of supporting characters, though. Yeah, way. I guess that's true. I mean, you, you explore the... But that's all Peter Parker, right? So you either explore all the, like, interpersonal stuff with Peter Parker, or you need to, like, explore Spider-Man Peter Parker as a personality, because that's what Daredevil does. That's how Daredevil has pulled him out, is that you, like, make Daredevil, like, the, the psychological battles that Daredevil goes through really interesting. Because um, I don't think it's just like, oh, he needs new villains or, like... No, a new aesthetic to his villain. He doesn't need to go to space or have some kind of big shakeup about like his powers or something, right? It's just like I think people need to hone in on finding something interesting to explore with him. Use him as a conduit to explore some kind of like humanity, like Craven's Last Hunt does, right? Like Craven's Last Hunt is so fresh, I think, because like and it feels like such a big deal because it really is exploring like a I don't know a a very um like a, a just an interesting, nuanced portrayal of like a two men's humanities <laughs> bumping up against one another. <laughs> um, yeah. That's what happens to us every week, Dave. Just our humanities knocking together. Couple humanities bumping up against each other. Um, yeah. Every so, Tuesday. Uh, 
the the other per- the other person that I'm uh, I I always feel this and I felt this basically always is Doctor Strange and like I just want Doctor Strange to be awesome and he's always just like well done. I think Doctor Strange would be easier in a way than Spider. So like, the thing with Spider Man is like Spider Man actually never no, Spider Man didn't fall off track. No, Spider Man's on the track. He's just played. He's out. just still there. Yeah, right. He's just still on the same track, going at the same speed. Yeah, for too long, right? And that's the problem. I think Doctor Strange. It seems Doctor Strange is just, and we talk about this all the time, always cooler in theory than in execution. Um, I always like the idea of Doctor Strange more than the actual. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm what yeah. I'm given, and I think I, some of that is probably just my own preference because there are fans of of the character who are like, "What are you talking about? Like, did you read the Engelhart and Frank Bruner stuff? Are you reading the Peter Gillis eighty stuff?" And I'm kind of like, I give it a shot, and then I check out fairly quickly, honestly. Um, but I feel I mean, like that, there's that, an opportunity with Doctor yeah, Strange I, to totally change and totally revamp, like, what is this character's deal? Mm-hmm. How do we solidify it and make it matter? Um, it's something that I think Jason Aaron tried to do, and I won't spoil anything, but, like, when he took over this series, it was like, there was a hook. It was like, Doctor Strange, he uses magical weapons now. <laughs> like, the hook was like, hey, look on this cover, he's got a magical axe. And, like, that was a part of the hook, and I think... It, do that, but do something way bigger and more interesting. It's, yeah, it's just that. weird because especially right now, I'm thinking of characters in this same realm. And uh, and there's so many good series from this exact same time period that are like working in the same place. So like Sandman, Lucifer, Hellblazer, Hellboy, Swamp Thing, right? They're all like in this kind of like mystical supernatural realm. And it's just like all of them are excelling at doing, building up some kind of like mythical supernatural world. And Doctor Strange is just... Yeah. Right, kind of not like I. I feel like there's yeah, there's there's so much opportunity for that. Like, to, and Doctor Strange isn't even that big, so I'm surprised they're not taking bigger swings with him and like handing him off to you know some like fresh young upstart who's gonna do you know something really bonkers and you know may, maybe uh, maybe spin something out of it. Like, um, well, yeah, it is kind of that thing of like imagine Alan Moore, Stephen Bissett, and John Totalbend's Doctor Strange. Right, exactly. That's what thing. I mean. Like, and one of Doctor these Strange becomes British the invasion guys. for Vertigo. Yeah. 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 No, exactly. No. Yeah. I mean, Vertigo is you're really. Right, you're right. You're know. right. That would be super exciting. Yeah. 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 Because I'm reading a ton of that, like, stuff from that era right now. And it's just weird. Doctor Strange is in the same time. But he. I mean, the, the reading <laughs> Hellblazer versus Doctor Strange, it just feels like you're reading different, like, mediums entirely. Right. Like, um, well, Marvel, Marvel never captures that thunder, really. Like, they never really. That, I mean, that's the biggest separation between DC and Marvel probably to this day. In so many things, it's like when you look back at the DC catalog, the Watchmen's and the Hellblazers and the Swamp Things and then the Vertigo proper, you know, it's like Marvel just never had that trajectory, you know? They just yeah. kept getting <laughs> the trajectory where, more uh, Marvel at some point we're going to see Spider-Man's bigger dick. and flashier <laughs> and, and more color, you know what I mean? And they, and they kept yeah. having more success with it, too, is the thing. Like, X-Men gets bigger and bigger until everything bursts, you know? Yeah. Um, but they kind of just... They kind of only ever did Marvel Comics universe stuff well, whereas DC kind of found that Vertigo Avenue, and a lot of credit there obviously is going to go to like Karen Burger. Karen Burger, yeah, one hundred percent. Oversees so much of it, and it's, I don't know. I don't think Marvel ever had that person. I don't think they ever had a Karen Burger. Um, and it's kind of a, I don't know. On one hand, it's a bummer. Did I ever tell you that uh, when I first started getting into comics, and I heard about like, hey, there's this series called Sandman. That is, it's amazing. It's literary. It's incredible. I thought it was someone writing about Flint Marco, the Spider-Man villain. <laughs> like I thought it was like a very seriously done day in the life kind yeah, of, yeah, thing yeah. of Spider-Man. <laughs> Sandman. That's amazing. 
and Marvel never had that book. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they should. Um, okay, I think uh, I think that covers that. I got I got another question here from Jordy. Uh, he writes, ooh, sorry, scrolled away from it. Um, what were the biggest Marvel the upsets in the '80s for Marvel? So that can be like disappointments or surprises um, for us from our like preconceived the biggest notions. upsets of the decade. Hmm. I would say I'm still a little upset that I can't get into Excalibur. Hmm. I, I feel yeah, yeah, yeah. I just feel like so I'm you read missing... it and you're just like, damn, I gotta read this again. Like as soon as you're done reading it, you're like, I gotta crack this one. <laughs> kinda. It's kind of like Master of Kung Fu, maybe like in the '70s. Mm. Like I just, sure. you know, there's a lot of critics and a lot of fans of these things. Whereas I've tried a few times now, and I'm just like, nope. <laughs> Do you <laughs> like, know? Just not my thing. You know. So this is an aside a little bit. Do you know all those Masters of Kung Fu have omnibuses? Like it's so oh, weird. Sure. Yeah, that was that happened around the time of. Iron Fist on Netflix, I think, actually, yeah, oddly that, enough. Well, that's weird because they're not the same character at all. It's just so strange not to me. They're not the same character, no. Yeah, I mean, what, what gets omnibus and what doesn't? Because, like, none of the Grunewald cap is on there. That's wild to me. Um, anyway. In an omnibus? Yeah. Yeah, they don't have an omnibus. That's, they have epic collections. Oh, that is a little odd. But, I mean, they yeah. got all the epics, yeah. yeah I mean, it's no, also, like, he did that for, like, 12 years. So, you know, if they start that, where do they stop? But the Masters of Kung Fu has three omnibuses for that entire run. Yeah. It's bonkers. Anyway. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think Excalibur is a good good answer. Um, for me, I'm secret, trying to think of a positive upset. Secret like, Wars, what is something that surprised yeah. you? Secret Wars was definitely okay, it for me. Where, I mean, we, we yeah. talked about it forever, and I kept like, ugh, Secret Wars. I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to like it. I didn't like it the first time. And then I was like, it's pretty yeah. fun. It's a pretty good time. Like, yeah. it, it's dumb, and it's not like, it's not a 10 out of 10 for me, but it's like it's like an 8 out of 10. That's fun enough. Like, that's good enough for me. Yeah. Like, I had a still, good time with it. Still slander. Won't stand for that, but, uh, it's like but it, I'll it, accept it. But it's a very easy eight out of ten to read. You know, like it's a it's one like I'll probably return to just to like have some fun and reread Secret Wars, um, as opposed yeah. to like the nine out of ten that I probably think Electro Assassin is that you know I'll probably read every decade because it's uh <laughs> so like mentally taxing. It's an undertaking, yeah, yeah, for sure. I I think one of the upsets in a positive direction for me was how consistently engaging and interesting I found the Claremont written era of Uncanny X-Men late into the eighties, especially mm. um, I think in part, because what I realized going through it was like, I had not read post. Uh, I had not read like Inferno stuff as closely as I thought I had. Definitely. Like a lot of that, that era and the Australian Outback era stuff was definitely like some of that. I either read it and totally forgot it or I had never read it before. So that was actually more fun to revisit and kind of explore like exactly what the heck is happening in that weird, weird, strange era of X-Men. Um, so yeah. that was an upset in the positive direction, I think. I wouldn't um, but yeah, I mean, I think like upset, generally, like, like mostly same. the eighties was what I expected it to be. Honestly, like I don't, well, you've re- yeah, I think you've the nineties is more likely to have surprises <laughs> because yeah. Marvel Unlimited has added a lot more to the catalog since I put together the, my marvelous year lists. Uh, in such a way that like the 90s like like damage control for example is something we just approached in 1990 that's a series i had never touched before so we're going to hit a lot more of those where i'm like truly interested in engaging with the material um just on a i've never read this i'm curious what happens like did you know for example jeff Loeb and tim sale did a wolverine and gambit miniseries four issues in 1995 you know creators of batman the long halloween and batman dark victory like that stuff's yeah. really interesting to me so there, there's more of that that I'm excited to check out throughout the 90s. I've been, yeah, I've been like browsing through stuff in the 90s and it, it's starting to get bloated, right? And uh, man, there's a lot of weird little miniseries in the 90s. There's a lot of stuff oh, yeah. in there to dig through. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't envy 
<laughs> I don't envy you trying to pluck stuff out. Um, no, we're definitely entering the era of of like yeah, just everything getting too much of releases and and Marvel just putting out too much in such a way that it becomes so much less tenable to actually keep tabs on like what is it that even exists that is coming out right now. Yeah. Whereas in the eighties, even even by the end of the decade, you know, you kind of know what the books are. You know, like you kind of oh, know yeah. what the I, titles are, even as through. new stuff launches that, you know, they do mini series here and there, but it's not like a gazillion. Like it, it's definitely it's in 90s, like pushes past that point of no return. Yeah. And and it's only gotten worse since truly. I was looking at like 94 and they something like 410 comics came out that year. Right. And that's crazy to me. But that's nothing compared to like the 2000s. The 2000s are putting out like a thousand a year. Which is just yeah no I mean it it's they put out um I think it was seven thousand four hundred ninety two X Men comics last week that's so it's uh, that number has gone that's up too many I'm gonna say it I'm just gonna say it. that's too many Hickman Zach you can't you can't take stands like that when we're live you can't you can't do it <sighs> I'm sorry I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll, I'll edit that out, out. <laughs> yeah um all right I got one more question here and Lucas just threw this one into the thread he says which Marvel character eats their food the spicy <laughs> well gambit's the first name that came to mind probably because i just said that uh he is cajun Ooh, yeah. i feel like he oh, enjoys yeah, his gumbo yeah. has probably yeah. talked about enjoying his gumbo that can get pretty spicy um i i, I don't ha- are you a big spicy eater have oh, we yeah. talked about this before Ooh, I, okay so i yeah i like you are yeah I like, yeah i like spicy um you like real spice like i like i like spice but like you know like, I, I can't handle that much. No, I, I put a hot sauce on a lot of stuff. I, I have a weird method. method what, of kind, what kind food. of hot sauce, though? Oh, my God. What are you talking about? What kind? I have, I have like, 15 hot sauces in my fridge. I mean, what, what so, are you So you're about? like a hot sauce connoisseur, right? Oh, so yeah. Like, I mean, we got, we got yeah, the, the right. Asian-inspired ones, the, you know, the Mexican-inspired hot sauces, the, the, the chocolate hot sauce for your ice cream, that kind of thing. Um, you put hot sauce on your ice cream? We have chocolate hot sauce that goes really well in vanilla ice cream, yeah. You're um, an absolute maniac. The, That's insane. Yeah, it's, I mean, That's I, one I, of the craziest things I've ever heard you say. It's very good. It, it, I mean, it's a weird little novelty from a, like our farmer's market hot sauce place. Um, but I do have... That's not just weird. That is illegal. I'm going to look it up right now, and I'm going to report you. It's pretty that good. That should not yeah. be allowed. The, um, I am calling the hot sauce. The thing with hot sauce and me that like... Hang on. Hot miss- sauce committee, part two. I, I have some the, information the, for you. Hot sauce time no very i don't know the uh the thing about how i eat hot sauce that mystifies rose is that like if something's too hot you put it on ice cream if something's too <laughs> spicy for rose. me um yeah the, the way i deal with it is i feel like i have to i can't stop eating it right because if you stop eating it then it really kicks in like you can't i had it, that experience today you can't let yeah, it catch that. up to you right so you just kind of have to like power through it and keep eating and then right. at the end then you have to deal with it right then you have the problem of hot hot mouth <laughs> to deal with yeah and yeah. then you you know then you go out and eat some crackers or drink some milk or whatever but like while you're eating it you just kind of got to keep shoveling it in before the uh, the spiciness catches up to you um, that's a pretty and you're only delaying the inevitable right by yeah. by walking away um now some would question whether that is enjoying something or some sort of weird uh sadomasochistic yeah i, I usually don't like stuff <laughs> so spicy that I'm, I'm in that space i like it spicy but not enough that i'm like uh, running away from it by eating more of it <laughs> if i'm not yeah if i'm not crying it's not hot enough as i've always said let's say between um, between three so who, and four so who else likes hot sauce spicy. who else likes uh who um, else likes hot food in the in the marvel universe uh, who cares about that i'm just i want to talk about my hot sauce who cares he says um, who cares about your let's dumb see who doesn't have supportive fan who's got 
uh, a powerful mouth in Marvel. That's what I'm thinking of now. Who does have a powerful mouth? Um, Thanos. Yeah, be, He's got Chamber, that big jaw. Chamber could eat a lot of hot sauce. We haven't gotten to Chamber yet in the club. Um, I feel like he could definitely consume. Who's got a, a good metal jaw? Does anyone have a metal? I feel like that's a no, that's a Doctor Venture. I mean, Hammerhead's head is metal, but I don't see him being into hot food. I was thinking the Venture Brothers guy, the Baron Underbite. Um, have you watched Venture Brothers? I'm sorry. You know, the hot sauce conversation is done, but I do want to talk to you about Venture Brothers. <laughs> you ever watched that show? I don't know a lick of Venture Brothers, and in my head, it's the same thing as Adventure Time. No, I suspect that's not true. It's a it's a Cartoon Network show that ran on Adult Swim for like 15 years or something, like seven seasons across 15 years. Uh-huh. And uh, it's, an, it's Adult Swim. It's kind of a Johnny Bravo ripoff or not ripoff. I hated honest. Johnny Bravo. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't like it that. either as a kid. But I, I've been watching it. I'm like halfway through the second season. It is deeply influenced by Silver Age Marvel Comics in a way that I actually think you'd be very into. Like it is yeah. very, very like one character is clearly Doctor Strange. Uh, there's a lot of Fantastic Four. There's a literal Fantastic Four analogy in it. Um Except yeah. that the uh, like the Invisible Woman, her skin just vanishes, so she's just this like um, <laughs> you just see all of her musculature, like this horrifying sure. uh, muscle woman. And sure. then, but they have like the uh, the Johnny Storm analog is actually just the old Human Torch, where he just lights on fire every time he's exposed to oxygen, but he just screams in pain. Um, yeah, it's okay. good. You should you should okay. check it out sometime. It's, it's, I I don't doubt that funny. I'd like it. I mean, it comes up. A it ta- lot, it takes know? a few episodes to get going, but like somewhere around halfway through the first season, it's like it becomes excellent um, where where are you watching it where is it streaming it's on hulu I'll, uh... it's on hulu i have hulu i could do that yeah check um it out. i i wanted to start uh steven universe yesterday oh i thought to myself too, yeah. it's about time yeah i got should. into steven universe and uh that's on hbo max now yeah, yeah yeah so i i need to wait until i re-up for uh probably for the four-hour snyder cut binge that uh, there's no way oh my god do There's we... just no way I can hold out forever, Zach. I just, I know myself. Well Have you seen Justice League yet? I'm going to cave. Have I seen Justice League? Yeah. I wrote the world's only positive review of it. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, really? Interesting. You liked it. Do you know? I don't think we've talked about this. So no. Justice League, Um, I had a blast. I had so much fun watching Justice League. And I think the biggest part of it, honestly, was I was basically playing hooky that day. Yeah. And I was in a huge plush <laughs> Chicago theater seat. I was brought drinks and food, you know, in the front row, you know, because that's part of the service, not because I'm anything special. (laughs) And I just had like the best time. And I left. And then you walked out like, like, wow, everyone's going to love this. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know that I even, I don't, I don't know that I had a care in the world about what the world thought of it. I just thought that was so fun. I love Justice League. And, and I, there were a few things, you know, specific to the movie. I really liked the Superman uh, portrayal by the end of it. Um, looking back, do I think it's actually good? No, but I had a blast, and I am. Uh, it, it felt like a at the time like a course correction for some of the things that Batman vs Superman had just like gone buck wild with, at least in my head. Um, so I don't know. Ba- Batman vs Superman, I actually had a super fun time watching as well, but in a different way, like in a way that I was immediately critical of, but also like. Yeah, but I couldn't take my eyes away. Um, I mean, so anyway, Zach, Zack I, Snyder. I don't. I don't love his movies, but he doesn't make a like an unwatchable. It's not Suicide Squad where it's co- totally incoherent and just like a, a chore to watch. You know, his messy. movies at least no. Look he doesn't like make something. messy movies. He, put, he puts something I, I do in think... front of you that you're, you know, that that has the appearance of a movie at the very least. <laughs> oh, for sure, for sure. I mean, do I want do I want to watch four hours of of anything? 
I mean, no? we kind of should. You know, we should anything? talk about Absolutely it. Not. I don't know. That would be kind of fun. <laughs> I the movie? Watched, well, that's I never... the thing. Is like it is engaging, and I will say, you know, Batman vs Superman. The thing I was most hyped about was like that weird flash sequence where he jumps out. I was like, all right, build to whatever the heck this thing is going to be. If it's Injustice or Injustice Light or whatever, cool. Um, I I do. I think the greatest mistake Warner Bros made. What and, and there's been a lot of mess ever since. But it's like they should have just seen through the the vision of whatever those movies were going to be the first time around mm-hmm. i think yeah um and because like that was at least it was consistent i you, you could hate it or whatever and think it's terrible but it was consistent um in terms of it being like this is what they want this is the story they wanted to tell and this is where it was going um and i, I feel like to have that taken away it, that's obviously been a huge part of the problem um but yeah i don't know it's going to be hard to not watch to not want to know what's happening, you know, uh, to, <laughs> well, not want to, to, see to not want to see like Jesus okay, Joker what, plays I, into it. I haven't I've never seen. Yeah, the it just it feels different enough. You haven't even seen the original. I'm, I am such a hardcore Snyder Cut guy. You know, like I demand the Snyder Cut so hard that I refuse. You to were waiting watch. for it from day one. Yeah, I refuse. Oh, to even look watch at that dedication. Original. I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know that people like you existed. Yeah, so I didn't I know there were people it. who no, were like, I, I won't I mean, even the, watch this. I was thinking I was like, yeah, well, we already have HBO Max. I'll probably watch it. Right when it comes out, and then I was like, and I, I, I don't have it. I canceled after Wonder Woman eighty four. Yeah. Um, well, that's the but, thing. Is but like, I'm, what am I'm I clearly going to need it back. I'm, I'm going to watch Justice back, League, so. but I haven't seen Wonder Woman eighty four yet. Like, and I love Wonder Woman, and I don't. <laughs> um, you know what you were saying? I mean, then? you you might. I bet you'll. I bet you'll have a lot more to chew on with the madness that is a four hour Justice yeah, League cut. Yeah, I don't do care if the Justice League movie is atrocious. I am sad that the Wonder Woman movie is. You know, not going to be that great. Um, well, that's the thing about Justice League is like I have no expectation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My I have no expectation, expectation that I will enjoy it. It's yeah. more just like what are the chunks of this yeah. that are going to be fun to talk about. Agreed. Really. Agreed. Um, I had that same thing with uh, the the Avatar movie, not Avatar, but Avatar: The Last Airbender. Yeah, where yeah. I, I was at a music festival in Maine, and it was like in the middle of July, I think, and it was so hot. It was so incredibly hot and it was like two days into this music festival. I was by myself at this music festival and I was just like, I just really needed some air conditioning and like a quarter mile down the road was a movie theater. And I was like, you know what? I'm going (laughs) to step out. I'm just going to take like in the middle of the day while nothing's playing. I'm just going to go see a movie and like sit in the AC for two hours. And the last airbender was on and I had a hell of a good time. I was like, oh, that was, that was tons of fun. That was a good, that was a good time. I enjoyed that movie. And then I got out and like, (laughs) It's like the most <laughs> reviled movie of all time. Uh, just yeah. like I've literally never met anyone who's like has anything positive to say. I haven't seen it since. I'm kind of curious to see it because I remember being like, "Yeah, pretty good job." But I think maybe I was just basking in the uh, the the cool room so much that whatever you put in front of me, I would have enjoyed. Yeah. No, I, I I will say just as a consumer, I, I'm a light, I'm a casual movie consumer, so I I tend to be fairly uncritical of of film as a filmmaking process, you know, I, I consume it more as story. And then like, you know, on the Marvel side of things, story and connections and where they're taking things, mm-hmm. you know, is what tends to interest me the most. Um, so like something like, uh, like an age of Ultron, like in my head, I'm like, yeah, that's probably not like a great well-made movie. Um, but more, mostly I just care about like, yeah, but what were the fun Marvel bits and like, what what did we learn about we just, you know how Marvel makes movies and and what they're where they're going in that? We just stuff, rewatched you know? that one. It's uh, it's not very good, but it's got its moments. It's got it's I, got some stand, I just, standout moments. I mean, I say this all the time, but I moments. well, it does. It has moments. I yeah. I'm just so deeply uninterested in rewatching any of them, really. Um, I'm I've seen a, a handful of right them now. twice, yeah. 
But I, I just the idea of like, because a lot of people now are like, oh, all right, WandaVision, you know, we're hyped. Let's do the full binge. They're all on Disney now. I'm like, nothing, not nothing, because like I'm doing my Marvelous Year where <laughs> we're rereading all these comics and that feels like homework at times. But like the idea of rewatching 23 Marvel movies is simultaneously like something I really want to do and something that sounds like the worst decision I could possibly sure. make. Yeah, you know, Rose, Rose I, I just is doing thought, like the entire thing right now. So she's yeah. up to Black Panther and I'm hopping in here and there for like the ones that I want to rewatch. And like Black like, Panther's one that I've seen once. Yeah. And I, I think now, especially when I'm doing like the rankings and stuff, I'm like, I should probably rewatch Black Panther. Like I should probably take that back in and see how it how it feels now. But I don't really want to, you know? Hmm. No, I don't. I like rewatching stuff that I enjoy. Right? There's just I'm not so gonna... much new stuff. There's so much new stuff all the time to that's, take in. That's true. Also, yeah, I, well, I don't like rewatch so. a ton of stuff. But uh, since Rose is watching it, we, you kind of just hang out and watch these. I, I'm excited to see like uh, Spider-Man, the two Spider-Man movies again. Like I've only seen those once in the theaters. I'm, I'm, okay. I, I mean, just because it's fun. Like I like I like that uh, I like that boy. He's a he's a good Spidey. What happened uh, to that boy? Um. Okay. I think, I think that's gonna do it. That's all the questions we have. I think that's everything we had lined up. Uh, next up is 1990. Very excited sure. for the next couple of years. Lots of cool stuff coming up. Um, oh, oh, uh, I didn't even remember who asked about... Jordy asked about upsets. I just want to point out, not not a mea culpa, but a, a you know, just a, a, rem- a reminder of how I used to feel. Remember how excited I was for Walt Simonson's Thor? Remember how excited I was? I just want to point. I, I don't know, honestly. I'm, like I, I'd have oh, to listen to the tape. I talked about I mean, it all I, the time. It was were, like, "Ooh, we're curious. going into the '80s." Simonson's Thor, so excited, baby! Like I was so jazzed for it. And like, yeah. what a what a bummer. I, you know, like I almost have that thing with Excalibur with you, where I'm like, "Well, maybe I just gotta go. Maybe I just gotta read it again." And like, read read it slower. Read the whole thing. Maybe it'll just click. I, if I yeah, read it I mean, again. it's not one of those books where I doubt. Like, I don't doubt that you missed something. You know, it's even even like Claremont's X Men. I would say like. You actually kind of didn't do it right, um, oh, but Simon's sure, Thor. But I'm absolutely I don't never doubt. going to because no, I know, <laughs> I know, and I know you don't really want to. That's fine. Years, yeah. But Simon's Thor, I'm like, yeah, you got the big beats, <laughs> and you yeah. didn't enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I don't yeah, know that I, anything's going to change there. Yeah. Well, you know, I I didn't not enjoy it. Like I I still there's quite a few stories in that that I I liked. Quite I mean, a when bit. you gave it an eight out of ten, yeah, that's I, what I mean. Like I almost it hovered between a seven and an eight out of ten. I felt sick in my stomach. How mean you were being about that comic. Oh, yeah. Alta, watching Thor Ragnarok again, having read that, there's a lot of fun little winks to it. Um, oh, like, yeah. Uh, like oh, yeah. Scourge with his uh, dual machine guns, like fighting off Hela's hordes. Pretty good. That's a one. Yeah. That's a good. reference. Yeah, yeah. Good. Um, No, it, it is. Uh, Thor Ragnarok, that holds up. That yeah. holds up super oh, well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Tons of fun. Yeah. That's my wife's favorite, for sure. It's a lot and of people's I favorite. A, I, uh, a worthy it, number one. It doesn't have, like, a real emotional core that, like speaks to no, me and that's kind of what i'm looking for in like a fave the emotional element but, but it is very fun um yeah that's why I like what whew. what marvel movie has the strongest emotion <sighs> i mean guardians of the galaxy 2 has the most like ca- cathartic beats that you know he might be your your father but i'm your daddy boy like oh oh baby that line is guardians is guardians 2 one of your top mcu movies yeah it's probably let me see endgame iron man 3 up top and then like guardians is a little below that with the uh, like Black Panther probably. We might have to do an MCU rankings yeah. with you because yours sound very different than the norm, and that could be interesting. Iron Man three is either at the tippy 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 top of people's lists or it's at the bottom. 
It's such a weird this is, one. Well, no, actually, it's in the middle for me now because this is one we talked about, but rewatching that killed that movie for me. Huh, that's interesting. Killed it. I had it high. I thought I loved it. I liked it even more it. in the I was rewatch. Like, oh, this is. This is way worse than I Doctor remember. Doctor Strange was um, the one that dropped. Re, I just rewatched that. That's the one that dropped for me. Yeah, we saw that in IMAX 3D, which Strange. I think really helped because all those visuals were like so astounding in IMAX 3D. Sure. But then watching it again, like, oh, that movie's it's a little messy. But I'm excited. To, I, I like him as Doctor Strange. I'm excited to see him continue on. Yeah, no, I, I. that's the thing is like I in the moment, I can enjoy these things as they're told fully. Yeah. Um, it's more just after the fact that I like all that magic is just I mean, gone. they they also <laughs> like, like, haven't had a, a, a stinker since Age of Ultron. And Age of Ultron isn't even, like, a disaster. Oh, it's no, just kind of a Their a track success. record, their, their consistency is yeah. it's incredible. Absolutely yeah. incredible. Yeah, even Doctor right. Strange, that's like a, you know, maybe a three out of five. Still still a fun time. You're still going to have some fun with it. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. All right, uh, cool. All right. Uh, so this has been My Marvelous Year. I'm Dave. You can find my stuff at Comic Book Herald. He's Zach. You can find him online on social at My Marvelous Hey-o. Year. Um, you can support the show at patreon.com slash year. You can rate and review us on iTunes. If you're so inclined, music for the show is by Disasterpiece, and we will be back next week with 1990 Part 1. You can find all Acts the comics that we read in the show notes. That's right, Acts of Vengeance next week. We are doing a, what would you call it, a smorgasbord of, uh, of comics, right? We're not doing the whole thing, but we're going to talk to you about some of them, although perhaps not enough of them. Perhaps not I think I, I, mean, felt, I felt like we got it. No, I, I, I think, uh, here, I'll, I'll say this. If you're reading it, th- there are some, uh, actually, you know what? They're on the list now. So we don't, we don't talk about them, but they're on the list. Cause we don't really read the concluding piece of it necessarily for me. The West Coast of, Avengers issue. Yeah. Is right. about? Yeah. 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 Or at least I didn't. You, well, you didn't read it. Oh, okay. Spe- <laughs> it was just specifically. me. When yeah, you say was, we. I hadn't updated it on the list at the time. Um, uh-huh. yeah, it's weird. It's a, it, it's an event where like. It, it's more of a framework for all the... It, it's kind of like Inferno, if there was no main Inferno storyline, right? Where it's just like, Hell's on Earth, and then it's just like, that's a playground for all these different series to play in, right? Now and go do something totally your own thing. Almost, right, so yeah. there's no, like, core... There is, like, a little core story running through, like, Captain America and the Avengers, right? But, like, it kind of just exists as, like, the mandate for the year where it's just like, hey, we're going to mix up the heroes and villains this year. So it, yeah. I'm just saying, definitely don't feel like you have to read all of it. Definitely don't be like, well, I'm going to go to the reading order and read the whole thing. Pick out the series that you already like and that you're reading and then read those ones. Because if you already like the series, it's probably bound to be fun because they'll do something interesting. Well said. Yeah. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And as always, we'll see you next year. See you next year. Mm-hmm.